Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and this is Mind Over Magic. Hello, my friends. We're coming to you live from New York City and also Redondo Beach, California. This is our first time doing this remotely. Yeah, well, we, we've been remote, as in not in the same place, but... I am still in New York. You're somewhere else. That's the that's the only difference. <laughs> You're at home. I'm in a hotel, and in this hotel, I found out I, I I it occurred to me I have a little bit of a superpower. You have a superpower in the hotel. Well, I have it everywhere, but I really <laughs> I I've had it for a long time, and I think I've honed it over time, and it really just kind of occurred to me last night. Okay, I'm curious what the superpower is. You might have it too. I'm really not sure. I can't remember. <laughs> I was trying to remember if like times when we're together, if you rely on me to use this superpower or if you have it too, but it comes in handy if you travel. And I'll give you just one example. So last night we came in from Vegas and in the hotel room, we were pretty much all out of water and yeah. feeling parched. Sure. And your only option, uh, the easiest option, of course, is to pick up the, uh, the bottle of you know, Fuji or Fiji, they put on the thing that costs like $17.50 for one little bottle. Right. Yeah. The mini bar and who kind wants of to buy service. That? Yeah. Yeah. And who wants to fall into that trap? Right. Right. So I do the whole bit where you go to the front desk and say, hey, would you mind if I grab a couple bottles of water? Mm-hmm. She gives me a couple bottles of water. And mind you, I got the mask on the whole thing. So I can't even do the full effect here. The whole but work, the charm. I couldn't even work the charm fully, <laughs> but I get handed the two waters and I just added a little delay in there. And she goes, oh, did you want more? Oh, wow. Walked out with six bottles. <laughs> now, is this does this still count as like sundries or mini bar and it's just going to end up on your bill when you check out? I, I'm under the impression I'm pretty very confident <laughs> these are fully complimentary. Gotcha. What do you think of this? Okay. Um, I mean, it's just asking the front desk for help. <laughs> Is that a superpower? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one example. I think I got a lot more than uh-huh. I bargained for on it. You know, I'm, I'm not. A, I know you're not afraid to ask for things. No. You know. Yeah, of course. Um, Tiana will cringe oftentimes when I when I push for certain things but i think the key to it is kindness sure of course yeah you're not demanding and you know i mean using the the modern term now of karen you're not karening at the front desk to demand your way we need a we need another term for like politely asking it with charm is that is that francoing can we (laughs) can we coin it here (laughs) You're like, boy, that she was not a carriage. She was kind of a Franco, and it was pleasantly surprising. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it really fair to even call it that? If you and I were together, are you going to push me to go to the front desk? You, I feel like you might, but yeah, maybe I'd because le- of laziness. Yeah, I'd let you go because I would want to. I'd probably more if we were splitting a hotel room like back in the in the college days or whatever to save money and whatnot. I would probably still be sleeping in bed and just be like, you go. <laughs> I'd be in my bed wrapped up in a blanket, lights off, and be like, don't disturb me. 
Yeah. yeah, but you'd be pushing me to do things that require no no any persuading at all. If you want a pizza, you'd try to get me to order it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's different. That's a whole different scenario. <laughs> so I, I guess I can't even take any credit here. But yeah. anyway, that right. that's what I discovered last night. I got, And we're still living off those uh, six bottles. There so. you go. Nice. And you didn't have to break into the mini bar. That's nice. For the complimentary. Or the service. bank account. Or the big, yeah. <laughs> we're we're in a pandemic here. Have you done um? Have you done the like get the free upgrade? Like do that level of sweet talking at the desk? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've I, I feel like I've used and abused the ability to sort of politely ask for things for many years. I remember mm-hmm. being like a teenager and going to uh, a sp- one one memory popped into mind going to a magic convention that we used to go to every year. My friend Corey and I and. Uh, we'd always have a seat that's in like row 21, you know, row Z 35 way in the back or whatever. And we'd go up to Bonnie who was pretty much whole job is to make sure that people aren't sitting in seats where they're not supposed to. And we'd, we'd find a way to trade in our tickets to sit in the front row essentially, or as close as we could get to it. So there's always kind of a way to be tactful and, and thankful too, if people are able to help you out. And you also have to know when you're in a situation where the person can't wave a magic wand. I think we actually talked about this. We talked about last week on the cast when I was uh, in Sedona and our hotel room was booked for the wrong yeah. dates. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so much you can do. You know that they can't wave a magic wand and make more rooms appear right. if they're booked up. Right. So there's certain situations where you have to know, know where to pull back to. And uh, I think I think I'm getting better at it, honing in over time, but that's it. Yeah, like... Like if we were in a water shortage, you wouldn't do that extra pause and walk away with six bottles, maybe maybe two, <laughs> maybe temper it a bit. <laughs> are you throwing Are you throwing at me that we are in a water shortage, especially oh, no. here in California? I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's a thing. I think there's a drought, but I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't know, I have a couple corrections from our last episode just to get off the off the table here. Um, uh, wait, wait, wait. When you say a couple, are you have more than one? I have two corrections. Yeah. Do you have one? All right. I, I do. But let's see if they match up. They might be. Uh, one, I believe the Adam Sandler movie I was referring to was called Uncut Gems. I don't rem- even remember what I said, but it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, that was this oh. more indie movie. <laughs> With a lot of stress and uh, being a New York like pawnbroker jeweler guy, uh, and then also um, a filbert is a hazelnut. I just wanted to get that out there as well. <laughs> I think I maybe surmised that it was a Brazil nut or something like that, but a filbert is a hazelnut. I just wanted to set the record I, straight because this has been bugging me all wow. week long. Yeah. So I uh, I I picked up on a correction as well that, oh, that uh, okay. we received. Uh, sure. That you may may not have seen this one. Yeah. Uh, this was from uh, our listener Bruce. But uh, ironically, this is uh, right along the same theme of the one you just gave about the <laughs> hazelnut. Oh, so uh, about nuts. <laughs> I love some good nut trivia. <laughs> This is this is us a nut correction, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, first of all, thank you to people writing into yeah. us. As Eric always says, uh, we appreciate your listenership. Tell a friend if you enjoy it, all that stuff, and that we're always trying to to build it. And but also at the same time, you know, we, we love to see it growing, which is fantastic, and we love receiving uh, notes from you guys. And this one jumped out to me from Bruce. He said, "I just listened to yet another great episode." 
Well, I, I skipped the Hey Matt and Eric, or <laughs> okay. Hey Eric and Matt, or whatever sure. it was. Yeah. I transcribed this into a notebook so that I could uh, read it here. Yeah, because uh, email is tough to bring, to, yeah. on the, bring on the road with you. <laughs> well, you I gotta, got the gotta phone write it recording down. here. I got, I got you on the iPad. I was like, I am not going to be able to pull it up. <laughs> so I just listened to yet another great episode, but I have to point out. Oh, oh boy. To both of you. Oh, great. That peanuts are not nuts. Oh, no, I didn't know this. They are uh, um, a legume. Uh, yeah, your guess on the pronunciation is probably better than mine. But yeah, <laughs> legumes, legume. Yeah. Is it gume or oh, goom? I don't know. We're going to need Bruce uh, to write in again. <laughs> <laughs> like peas and beans. So I did a mm-hmm. little Google on uh, legume or legume. Yeah. And it just, it, I hate this when they... When the definition has the word in the yeah, sentence, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, so here's the definition I pulled up on <laughs> a legume. A leguminous plant. Oh, of course. Especially one grown in as a, cop, uh, a crop. So it's a member of the pea family. So it's like peas and beans and things like, it's like a plant. I guess something that grows from the ground is, uh, I guess peanuts aren't nuts. So thank you, Bruce. Yeah, so so it was impossible for me to get that trivia question right is what we were saying because it was phrased of what nut. <laughs> that, did you guess peanuts or, or did you? I, I don't remember. I guessed a different nut. I guessed almond or something, yeah. And peanut was the answer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, for, te- for dynamite. If you haven't listened, go back to last episode and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can hear, you hear how it all played out. But also, if you want to be like Bruce and uh, write in with your corrections, because I'm sure there'll be many, and maybe maybe this is a brand new segment. Who knows? The whole, <laughs> the whole correcting the previous episode. Uh, you can email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com, and you can correct us as we talk about stuff that we're not sure we know anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the theme hey, for that pod, the podcast. Yeah. Speaking of new segments, oh, you got a new segment for me? Not, n- not necessarily, not necessarily, <laughs> but something came to me that uh, it, you know it could lend itself to be a periodic segment, or this could be a one-time thing. Who sure. knows? But it's something I wanted to uh, throw at you. First of all, I'm obsessed with sort of one-hit anything. One-hit <laughs> wonders intrigue me. Yeah. Uh, people who were like had one major role in a movie and we didn't hear from them again. Yeah. Those things intrigue me. And I don't I, I've never t- talked to this to anybody about this, but I'm intrigued by and I have a couple great examples that are very current uh, of one tweet wonders. One what are your thoughts tweet, on that? So, one tweet wonders. Yeah. Yeah. So someone just hanging out in the world maybe has uh, a few hundred followers, whatever it is, just sort of a, a normal a, a Twitter account, someone that knows people, but nothing crazy. And uh, they send out a tweet one day, and it just goes crazy. We're talking, you know, tens of thousands of retweets. Oh, like it. And a, I've got a couple good viral. examples. Something viral. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. we're sure these are yeah, real so people and a, not bots. That's the well, tricky part. Yeah. Oh, real. Yeah. Yeah. Something that the world really just took and uh, ran with. And I have a couple of prime examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounding actually Nevada because oh. Nevada is taking their sweet time counting votes as yeah. of today. We are uh, recording it. We still don't know who the president is from this uh, election. It's, uh, you know, might take a while. It's kind of all come down to, oh, all, all eyes are on Nevada right now as they're uh, uh, counting. 
Uh, I think I Nevada. Nevada, yeah, I knew you were going to correct me on that. <laughs> this, this whole episode is just going to be a correcting podcast now. <laughs> Nevada. Nevada. Um, yeah, so, uh, so you have some tweets. So shoot me some tweets. Read me some tweets oh, man. on this. Because um, I had a couple gonna, myself, but they didn't go viral. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I, well, I, no, but I... I know you you get involved in the Twitter, and and I'm sure you've seen some one-tweet wonders. But anyway, here's a a great example. I wish I could pull it up on actual Twitter because I could tell you just how viral this one went, Mm -hmm. but I I had to transcribe it. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you might hear my dogs in the background because they're sharing the hotel room. That's okay. So if it becomes an audio issue for you, let me know. Yeah, that's all right. You're good. Right now they're like playing and crying. That's all right. Yeah, I can. I, we can. We can hear. The listeners can hear. I can hear. It's fine. There's a dog. <laughs> okay, <laughs> two dogs. All right. So, uh, Pongo, why don't you calm down? Pongo, very good. Okay, good boy. Come lay down. Good boy, Pip. So, this is. I don't even know how to pronounce the handle. Win tan age Bray. I don't know. It's at something that sounds like that. And I'm gonna edit it a little. It's got TF. That's like a very common. Uh, acronym for mm-hmm. a four-letter word yeah okay the first word is the are you familiar with this yeah yeah okay so it says y'all rushing tf out of nevada girl we 50th in education give us a second we can't count <laughs> i did see that one yeah <laughs> did you really I did yeah. see how far it spread yeah and that's just yeah. like a local vegas person you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um another one and i think this might be a comedian or something but sarah c lazarus says Watch Nevada walk in t- to report results with a huge iced coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was fantastic. So, and then you're missing just um, a couple one tweet wonders. You're missing E. Diddleman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe I tweeted it. It's just like Nevada to roll the dice, huh? <laughs> you didn't laugh as hard as that one, Matt. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, look, I, I love your jokes. I just don't know if that's your best work. Okay, that's all. Fair. <laughs> fair. Now I feel like I'm now I feel like I'm being harsh again. Yeah, like I got no, this is like the Mark totally Diddleman fine. apology all over again. No, you're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> By episode twenty five, there's gonna be no Diddlemans that even wanna have anything to do with me. <laughs> it's it's uh just uh, uh over magic podcast. <laughs> the mind is dropped. <laughs> Yeah, I like that one. (laughs) Okay, there you go. I'm back. I'm back in it. Um, Did you did you watch the election coverage? What were you doing election night? Uh, Can we talk about can can we talk about John King with the magic wall? How good he is at that thing? Uh, Which network is this? Because I didn't follow all of them. Do you know who John King is? He was my commencement speaker at graduation. So, yeah, that, and I think he started his career in Rhode Island. So maybe he's just more relevant to me. That's what I'm asking. Um, is he on CNN? He is actually, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I've seen other people on different networks. I try to, I try to bounce around, see what people are saying in different places, and also uh, I've seen people on the same network as him, and they just don't work the magic wall to the same degree of proficiency. He makes it look so easy. You haven't noticed this? Now, by magic wall, you mean like that giant iPad? The giant iPad. I think (laughs) they call it a magic wall. (laughs) But I'm saying he handles that thing without even looking at it. I mean, he's like a – 
an experienced weatherman with that thing. It's it's great. It's like he lives for this every four years. Right. I was watching a little bit of coverage flipping between and also turning it off for a lot of lot of it. But uh, I did see someone, you know, tapping the, the giant iPad wall <laughs> and like doing it without looking at the dates and like the years trying to pull up everything. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The expertise. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It, well, it's even better. He makes it look easy, but it's even better when you watch someone else try to work it mm, because they're okay. like squinting. Oh, let me go back. Oh, let me feel. Oh, yeah. uh, and the system went down here. It's a whole different situation. Yeah. And that's my interpretation of it. But uh, I like that you say you turned it off for a while. I'm a little bit embarrassed that uh, I, I have to say I've been fairly glued. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew, you know, as everyone was saying that we weren't going to know come election night and, you know, there was no point kind of stressing early on. Uh, you know, things things kind of looked uh, one way and then they shift another way and you never know as the votes are coming in. Uh, but I, so I, I ended up just playing some, you know, Jackbox games online with some friends during most of Tuesday night. But it was um, it was Monday that I was I had a, like a hard time focusing for some reason, like I couldn't couldn't really wrap my head around anything I wanted to do. I tried to watch, you know, some shows and couldn't do that. I watched, you know, tried to play some video games to keep my mind off of stuff. That didn't work. Uh, so then I eventually just turned on and it was like, maybe I'll just throw it on the background. Uh, a show on Netflix called Queen's Gambit. Have you heard of the show? You know, I feel like I saw you maybe posted somewhere that you finished it or watched it, but yeah. I don't know what it is, and I assume it has nothing to do with X-Men. Right. That, that was my first joke, was it's not about a card oh, was it? throwing mutant yeah, who takes over for Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Great minds think alike, or it was low-hanging fruit. I don't yeah. know. We both said it. Either way. <laughs> but, um, hey, but um Queen's Gambit, is uh, it follows the story of a uh, young Earth orphan girl who uh is just a chess prodigy and she it's kind of follows her story as she like climbs at the ranks through all these tournaments and you know there's this chess nightlife of uh you know once you're at like the high level of like going out and like you know kind of exploring the world and touring and you know how popular chess got at the time wow. it's kind of set in the the 50s 60s era as well um but i i i just was sucked into the show and i and i just binged it within a couple days uh because uh i don't know there was something about you know the having that level of expertise that intelligence uh dignity and respect for your opponent that uh you know just just was very comforting during a time in the <laughs> the united states when yeah. the election is going on and not you don't see much of those qualities <laughs> and this is a show not a documentary yeah it's a show it's uh i think uh seven episodes there's a mini series on uh netflix and it's a someone who excels at chess yes exactly and 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 you mentioned nightlife but that was not a play on words because i think there's a night in chess <laughs> yes yeah right but no, I had to clarify that because you, this is the the plot is like this person becomes like a superstar of chess, basically. Sort of, yeah. And uh, she's kind of like stuff gets crazy. Like, well, she's figuring out, you know, also just being. I mean, we can relate in the magic community of. Uh, well, we can't relate, but we can relate to the communities that it's a male-dominated community usually, and so the story in uh, the chess world is like she's 
climbing the rakes as a woman and you know she doesn't want to be famous just for being a woman in the chess world oh so uh you know okay and then there's you know she's kind of discovering her own social life and personality at the same time as you know relying on her intuition for chess and then learning how to like really buckle down and you know become you know uh, uh you know play against grandmasters and so forth i'm trying to say enough without giving it away because i definitely want you to want you to see it but um but yeah i mean there's some addiction issues there too that you know get tied in but it was just captivating i it was so uh nice to watch something so like measured and like just well done as a product and uh and uh, I'll admit, I got uh, a little teary-eyed in the last episode. There's some uh, wow. some impactful moments. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, at first I was just picturing like the life of a DJ. I'm glad you went more into it yeah. and it got a little deeper. Yeah. And then it went back to the uh, addiction and so on. So it sounds fascinating yeah. all over. Yeah, it's it's really, really well done. But uh, yeah, I was I was thinking about the parallels of just like, you know, magic being a male-dominated industry, and uh, I know many female magician friends of mine who one hate that qualifier of being called, you know, a female magician or you know, a lady magician or whatever, you know, or, or kind of mm-hmm. tokenized on you know magic convention lineups or something like that, where it's like we gotta add one girl in, you know, that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a similar treatment, and uh, you know, you gotta find your, they gotta find the own merits and find. You know, just be like, I'm a magician, and we have to embrace that as a community as well. So. Absolutely. Um, I uh, I have an update of things I have watched as well. Star Wars. We're, we're two oh, in. You watched Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, the whole Luke, I am your father, the whole thing. I'm up to speed now. Well, that's not the, we, since we're on corrections, that's not the quote. The quote is well, often. That's the mi- Tommy Boy. That is. <laughs> what, wait, what? The Tommy Boy? In Tommy Boy, which is where I know the quote from, uh, Chris Farley says, Luke, I am your father. Well, this is one of those things. So uh, it, there's many quotes like this in, in pop culture where people just misappropriate them. Uh, they kind of get uh, bastardized along the way, uh, and they're quoting the wrong quote from the movie, but it's in the general pop culture as that is the correct quote. So he never says, Luke, I am your father. I believe. Right. I noticed that right away. Yeah. And, uh, I noticed I d- that right away. And I'm, 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 I'm sensitive to those things. Get him a body bag and karate kid. So many people say, put him in a body bag. I once had a silent argument with someone. <laughs> Pongo, please don't bark. Could you not bark? That would be good. Come over here. Have your bone. Okay. We, um, ha- we have a new well, guest, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It is Pongo <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> We're going to play the intro game we like to play uh, where we guess <laughs> the history of Pongo. <laughs> I, w- I, I once had a... <laughs> okay, good boy. I once had a silent argument where I, I didn't want to confront the person. We were having a pleasant conversation about Karate Kid. He's like, oh, I love that part where he says, put him in a body bag. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, get him a body bag. It's a great quote. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he just shouts, put him in a body bag. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, when he says, get him a body bag. And we went back and forth for way too long, and neither one of us pointed it out, you know? You were just uh, repeating your own truth back at each other? Yes, exactly. tying into the election. Everything ties. (laughs) 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 Um, 
Yeah, um, so for the record, the real quote is, no, I am your father. He does, yeah, uh, so, yeah, that's, the, that's what Darth well, Vader actually says. Now, like you said, these quotes, sometimes they get, they get used in other things and misinterpreted over time. So the main reason Tiana wants me to watch, she's like, the main reason I want you to really watch the, at least the first three Star Wars is so that you can appreciate the Family Guy parody. Are you are you up on this? I've seen. She said it's like a masterpiece. I've seen all three. Yeah, uh, I I don't think they've done more than that. But yeah, Family Guy did three separate parodies of each of the original trilogy, and uh, yeah, they're great. They're oh, very funny. I thought it was just like one episode. It's multiple. No, like they they had like like uh, I I, I want to feel like the first one I saw was on a DVD, like it was own like its own mini movie. Uh, but it was probably okay. like a two, uh, you know, a two episode, you know, length of a normal television show. So they might have done like an extended or broken up. I don't know the exact details, but uh, yeah, it's they're really fun to watch. Uh, but uh, I think you can watch that. But another reason to watch Star Wars is so that you can watch The Mandalorian, which just came back as well. Uh, and I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> And I watched it with uh, in an interesting way. We on Disney Plus now you can do like a watch party. So I had some oh, friends, and you, I had it up on my Apple TV, and we kind of synced with each other on you know the the app on our phone. You can like join a little watch party, you know, lobby room, and then it syncs to your TV or your app. And then basically the tricky part is. Uh, Anyone in the party has control of the uh, the episode on the remote. So if I paused it on my end, it paused it for everyone. <laughs> you know? And I accidentally did that once, and they were like, "Can you restart it?" Or well, they could have restarted it. Oh. But, but just so that you are all synced and you're watching, and uh, I mean, we were texting at the same time just to like comment. But they do have some reaction emojis that you can send to the screen to pop up which seemed uh, fun at first and then got really annoying. <laughs> I was going to say, does it distract from actually taking in the, uh, the yeah. product? Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. When, when you're seeing you know, the Mandalorian fight a giant monster and then a little like, I like this emoji pops up going, yay. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't think I could even. So this is the first time you did the watch party thing yeah. on the Disney Plus? Yeah. Are you going to do it again? I have no idea. Probably not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Would you want to do it again? Because I don't think I could really. I mean, yeah. how many people were you doing it with? Um, four others. Two, uh, two other couples. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> even just texting, like I get, I, I feel like I miss out on something yeah. very quickly. Yeah, I think I think the way I, mean, I always joked about this too. It's like, what's the point about going to movies in groups anyway? It's not like I want to talk during a movie. Uh, so I'm I've been totally fine, you know, back when we were able to go to theaters to like just go by myself to movies all the time because I think it's the I solo, enjoy that solo experience. But the, the, the social part comes after and when you have thoughts about the movie and you want to talk about the movie and share it. So it's like, all right, everyone go home and do your own homework on the latest episode of Mandalorian. And then we'll get together like a book club and we can chat. Like, I'd be down for that way more than like having to watch it in real time at the same time. But, you know, it, it is kind of cool to experience, you know, big moments together, you know, and having someone else where you're like, oh, my God, that happened. I can't believe it. So. 
which which uh, happened a couple times in this first episode of season two of The Mandalorian, and uh, I will not spoil it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, very, very nice. Matt, I think it's time for uh, uh, many of our listeners' favorite part of the podcast. Uh, yeah. I think it's time to diddle me this. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? All right. I don't know how you'll fare with this one. I'm very curious. Let's see. What? Starts with a T, ends with a T, and has T in it. That's the whole... Starts with a T. Whole riddle. Starts with a T, ends with a T, and has a T in it. I'll rephrase. I'll repeat it, rather, so you can get the phrasing. What starts with a T, ends with a T, and has T in it. And has T in it. Well, my first train of thought says, okay, if it has T in it, to me, because you're not saying it has a T in it, you're saying it has T in it. So that makes me think, okay, are we talking about T as in T-E-A, like tea leaves? So is there a word that's like a synonym for mug that starts and ends with T? That's like my first train of thought. Yeah. Having said that, nothing comes to mind (laughs) immediately uh, of what that would be. (laughs) Uh, well, you are on the right track. I, I'm realizing this now as I read it out loud. This is probably better written than audi- auditorial uh, spoken. Oh, <laughs> so that was uh, that was what you you caught on to that element because the way it's written out is what starts with a T capital T ends with a capital T and has capital T in it. But you are on the right track that. You know, when said out loud, what starts with a T, ends with a T, and has T in it, does point you in the direction you are going. Hmm. Starts with starts with a T, it says, yeah? Starts with a T, yes. Ends with a T, and has T in it. Correct. Uh, it could be... I, I love that this it isn't a be, riddle right now for you now. It's just figuring out what holds T. <laughs> well, it could be like a human. So like this isn't the answer, but it's one of my creative solutions. If there's like a person's name that starts and ends with T and they drink tea, then that would be the answer. Because the tea would be, oh, they would be physically holding the tea. <laughs> no, they drink it and it's in them. They have tea in them. Okay. What what else would have tea? Like let's backtrack that a, process of drinking tea a bit. Where where a tea be, cup be, before yeah before it goes in them it's in a tea cup. Before it goes tea in bag. the tea cup. Tea bag tea kettle. Uh, what's another tea. word for a kettle? Teapot. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's funny i thought of that right off the bat but i thought tea kettle for some reason so i was yeah, like well it can't like, be that one it's yeah it starts with a t it has two t's in it but no t yeah the and they're near the end <laughs> but they're not at the end i'm a little well, fantastic i actually like that short and stout i don't know if we have the rights to that either is that public domain who knows <laughs> i think it might be yeah it might be 
Um, but yeah, well done. You were, you got it right off the bat. And again, it's probably because this is probably meant to be uh, read rather than uh, listened to. <laughs> <laughs> but if you Fair have enough. a riddle, go ahead and send me one. Uh, I know we got one user submitted one that uh, uh, we might be using for uh, next week as well. So uh, feel free to email us your riddles at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com and put my name in the subject matter so that uh, Matt doesn't read it. Uh, and he can still be surprised. So uh, now it's time for trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia time. All right. Uh, the, the pressure part really grows on me. I love the pressure part. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> pressure. Um... So this is the first time, maybe the first time, that I've I have created my own trivia question. Ooh, well done. So, well, you, you can be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, applauding the effort before I saw the product. <laughs> okay, um, I thought this was interesting. It might be the type of trivia. I don't know how you feel about it, but um, I, I thought it was very current. I thought it was interesting. Obviously, we're uh, present uh, present not president, present election aside, mm-hmm. it is a, a politic-related question, and it's how many presidents in the U.S. have run for re-election unsuccessfully? Oh, okay. Um, I know. And I have options for you, but if you want to talk through it first. I, I'm just going back into, like, recent history of, like, I think the last one to hold just one term was George Bush Sr., George H.W. Bush. So there's I wo- believe that is correct. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know all the... Uh, I was working on this as a memory thing, but I, I gave up on it too soon to know like the actual... Um, well, one, I can't yet name all the presidents. I'm still working on that fact. But um, Oh, so this is a good question for you, though. Uh, the, I don't think I even put into memory, like how many terms I know. Let's see. As I'm, as I'm thinking this out, I know, I believe the uh, term limit was more of a tradition because of, um, George Washington, because he only did two terms. Everyone kind of was like no more than two terms. Um, but I think it was at a time and I think, was it Roosevelt? He kind of did um, two terms and then re- re-ran, and then they stopped after that so that two terms would be the max. I don't know. Um, all right, give me the choices. I'm, I'm not going to come up with it on my own. Uh, I, I, my self-generated choices here were one. Okay. I don't think five. it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> five. Five. Okay. Eight. Mm-hmm. More than ten. Now, you mean also, like, I mean, we had a couple presidents that didn't run for re-election for various reasons. So it's not just one-term presidents. It's people who... That's correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, ones that have actually run a second time unsuccessfully. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's probably lower. I'm going between five and eight. I don't think it's more than ten. Um, 
I'll go eight. This is my own unverified research, so okay. I think I'm correct, but I don't know. But I think it's more like 11. Really? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. so it is more than yeah. 10. I get uh, But again, uh, if you know uh, a correction to this trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. That's very Most... topical. I w- I've been doing a lot of reading on, um, you know, just politics in general. And uh, I'm halfway through a book called OMG WTF. I might have that backwards. WTF OMG. No, I think it's OMG WTF. What the what the Constitution says, and it's uh, uh by Ben Sheehan, and it's a uh, he he has the text of the Constitution in the book, but then it's kind of annotated after each article where it kind of explains it in everyday language, and he has little like notes of like this no longer applies, uh, this was updated here, and so forth. Um, so with, with everyone talking about the electoral college and you need the 270 votes to become president, um, the, we're not actually as a populace voting for the president himself. We're voting for the electors in the electoral college, which meet, uh, the, uh, this, this year it's December 14th, but it's the, the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December, because <laughs> that's not confusing. And uh, the 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 appointees from uh, the electors from each state go and they actually cast their ballot and many of them actually are bound to the popular vote in the state like there's laws in the state that they have to vote that way but there's uh, I think there's only 28 29 states something like that that actually bind their electors and everyone else can change their mind theoretically and not go with what the vote. Uh, the popular vote in their state said. <laughs> so that's kind of... Well, that changed, though. No, well, it's... Didn't that change? It's all tradition. Uh, the, there's only 28 states that it's l- legally required that they have to do that. Because in the in the history of the United States, there's, I think, what I read, there's 167 what they call faithless electors. So people who went in and then didn't vote the way they were supposed to and change their mind in the electoral college. And that way, you know, they call them faith, faithless because they didn't do what they're supposed to. Uh, but in all of those situations, um, and this that's, that's including Senate races and stuff like that too. It's not just for the president, but I think 167 faithless electors throughout U.S. history, uh, they, they never changed the outcome. I think it was more of a political statement um, than anything else that they were doing it just to show that they disapproved. Uh, but you know, I'm not. I don't want to give a playbook to anything, uh, any of the candidates that uh, you know coming up in this election to to try and convince. Because usually the states send like the most loyal of the party, uh, the party that won, so that they're not likely to you know become faithless electors and so forth. Faithless meaning voting against the populace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, I see. in that particular state, and and you said it's only illegal to to do that in a certain number of states 28 or 29 states yeah i thought something got (laughs) passed recently that prevented people from being able to do that well i know there's measures now of um you know people who are talking about uh abolishing the electoral college i know there was a measure in colorado right now where they said they're going to give their electoral college votes on whoever wins the entire country's popular vote uh, so rather than just the state, 
you know, so there's there's people who are making laws in certain states about, you know, how they're handling their electoral votes. I think it's interesting. You're, you're listening to Mind Over Magic, where a <laughs> magician and mentalist talk about politics that we don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure if people wanted to listen to the politics, they could find a, you know, a politics podcast or something. We got to like be high on the list of, uh, you know, people's <laughs> opinions, that, opinions that people want on right. politics. I mean, you know. Now, this does tie back needs, into mentalism uh, a little bit because of all the uh, the people predicting, you know, the outcome, right? And, uh, you know, we're seeing polls were very wrong for the past two elections. Uh, but, you know, uh, as a mentalist, often you're, you're put in situations, big publicity stunt uh, demonstrations where, like, you want to predict the Super Bowl or something like that. I'm just going to tell you right now, I have not and probably never will do a presidential election prediction <laughs> just because uh yeah it's been so wild and you know if if you can know that ahead of time you know that or seemingly know it ahead of time it, it, i don't think it looks good for the performer uh, i don't think it's that enthralling uh, i think people are you know have a lot of anxiety over who the outcome of the president. So it's not something I ever want to dip my toe in to be like, this candidate got this many electoral votes. This one got the other amount. And uh, it's sealed in this envelope that's been on display the whole time for a week while they counted all the votes. <laughs> what about making a prediction as to when Nevada will actually turn in some votes? <laughs> yeah, well, that, I think... I, 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 I think for Nevada, you just set odds, though. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I know a lot of states are behind, but I just thought it was like it was pretty funny that Nevada like submitted some results on election night, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to do anything else for the next couple of days." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, other states have been periodically. Pennsylvania, they send some in. They they do they call them dumps, which is funny. Oh, we're dumping some more yeah. in. Do gonna do some more dumps? Two more dumps today. But uh, <laughs> Nevada's just like, yeah, you got to wait till uh, you know. Wednesday or whatever it was Thursday morning or whatever they've started doing some more smaller dumps but we're still last I checked before we started recording we're still kind of uh it doesn't look like it looks like we're a ways away yeah well I mean this will come out uh you know the next day after we record and by then maybe we'll have an answer who knows that's the funny thing is it's still it's a big maybe even then yeah yeah and, uh, you know, and with all the legal stuff that I'm sure is going to follow, too, it's just going to prolong this. Uh, and uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, that's why I'm not not putting anything into an envelope and saying I know. <laughs> 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 I think that's the way to approach it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, are you doing any uh, while you're on the road here? Like what's been going on in the magic world for you? magic how so uh working on anything did you bring some books did you you know um what's going on with vegas and shows any any talks about that Mm -hmm. uh update me yeah so i'm working remotely with the creative stuff we really are uh, hoping to make an announcement uh in the coming weeks hopefully sometime within the next uh, two three episodes we hope to have an announcement as to when we can get things open and open safely in las vegas uh, but in order to make that announcement, we need to make enough headway on the ground with mm-hmm. actually submitting plans for approval in terms of how we're doing it safely and so on. 
and also refreshing the show. I mean, this is a perfect time for me to for me to do that, put in some new things production-wise and also magic-wise. So I'm working remotely with the team on that uh, via Zoom, kind of like the same way we're doing this. And the cool thing is, I uh, I've been working on a lot of close-up magic, so I can I can bring my cards and I can bring my notebook and actually feel like I. Uh, can still do my daily drills of things I'm working on and things like that. So now I know going in your along. house you have a little station set up for practice and with a little trifold mirror and your your close up pad on a table. Do you do you bring that on the road? Did you bring it to the hotel to to feel the same? <laughs> I uh, I have a travel close up mat that never leaves my backpack. Wow. Okay. Cool. Unless I'm using it on the road, you yeah. know. Yeah. So it's just always there in case I need it. It doesn't It doesn't come out super often, and a lot of things I practice don't require a mat, but uh, I always have that. I thought about bringing the mirror, but I figured, you know, mirror practice, <laughs> for magicians listening, uh, mirror practice is a, a funny thing. You don't want to get too comfortable being able to see yourself or your hands in the mirror, even if it's a small mirror, because then once you get in front of people, you sort of have this weird, oh, there's no mirror there, and right. you can't see yourself, and it, it and it's actually uncomfortable. Um, well, so I know your I think, you mentor, know, practicing. I know your mentor, yeah. uh, and you know, uh, someone I studied with as well, Mr. Jeff McBride, um, would, would warn against practicing in the mirror too, because sometimes when you are trying to hide a special move or anything, you'll like close your eyes to delete it from your own memory, from yourself seeing it. And, you know, because you're, looking in a mirror you're 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 hiding that moment so sometimes even videotaping is a a better option because that doesn't blink (laughs) at the key Uh, almost always yeah Yeah, even if uh, i'm actually it's it's funny because i always thought well i don't do that and now that i'm conscious of it i i i see i feel myself doing it Mm -hmm. i feel myself blinking during the move during the pass during the shift during the side steal whatever it is or squinting even yeah yeah (laughs) Just to, you know, but if I videotape it and review the footage, I can really burn whatever it is. So, yeah, videotape is always uh, better. But I I grew up practicing in front of a mirror. I still love mirror practice. Always important to remember that the mirror can teach you if if your top change looks good, but it can't teach you when to do the top change. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are things you got to learn in front of real people. Even the video won't necessarily teach you when to do certain things. Right. That's a timing thing, and that's that's that missing ingredient that I've been missing for the past eight months, not being in front of uh, live audiences. Yeah, actually. So I can't people. wait to get back. And yeah. uh, actually, I'll say this: uh, we hope to announce in the coming weeks that when the date will be. But I do have a date that I'm working towards. Oh, I'll say that. That's good. So it's become very yeah, it's become very real uh, of trying to now now meet that deadline. So Very things cool. are things are moving at the pace they're moving at. So even while I'm here remotely, things are still happening. In fact, I'm, uh, while I'm here in California, I actually do have to fly back for a, a meeting even at the theater. So oh, there you go. Things are nice. yeah, fly that, and then I'll come back here. But things are things are moving, and we'll see uh, how quickly we can land where we want to land. But exciting stuff. Very very exciting. You were um, you were talking about um, mirrors, and it reminded me of a story in college where uh, I was living in downtown Ithaca in an apartment with a bunch of uh, classmates, uh, you know, friends of mine. And uh, I, I wanted a mirror to practice slights and other things like that, especially when I was more on the, you know, card side of magic rather than the mentalism stuff. Uh, 
So I was like, I need a huge mirror for my room. And I went with a buddy down to Home Depot. We found one that like covered the wall of my room. And then we realized we drove there in like a sedan, my buddy's car. And there was no way yeah. how how are we gonna get this mirror, this huge mirror, back to the apartment? And I remember right, he's right. He, he was also like, oh, this is running long. I have another appointment. And he's like, I gotta go. So then it was just like me and a giant mirror stuck at Home Depot. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> and I think this ties into uh, you. You're talking about earlier. Your superpower was. Uh, <laughs> I, I think before my buddy left, I managed to find a, a, a guy who had a truck and was just like, hey, I'm kind of stuck. Do you mind, like, if I, like, could you, like, for some some way we convinced this guy to drive me and the mirror back to my apartment. And That's the superpower. Perfect tie-in. Yeah, it was, it was me and some stranger, but everyone's pretty friendly in Ithaca. I wasn't too worried at the time. Uh, and we got to chatting on this little drive back. I mean, it was only it was a short drive, but it was still enough of a drive to, to have a little chat. And he was talking about how uh, he's like, he's like, oh, that's a pretty big beer. What do you use it for? He's like, oh, I'm going to use some, you know, for magic sleight of hand practice and stuff. And he's like, really? Um, I used to be roommates with Ricky J in, what? <laughs> in Cornell. <laughs> You that's know? absurd i know and i don't i can't verify the truth of this or whatever right. but you know he was like yeah you know we were roommates and uh you know legendary for those who don't know legendary uh you know card uh and theater magician who's just uh it was like a encyclopedia of magic and uh you know the fact that i knew i think i knew he had ties to central new york and i think i knew maybe that's where he went to school up at cornell uh, but the fact that he's just like, yeah, I was roommates. So I was like, what a small world <laughs> like this, this this is to find this guy who is so nice to help me move a mirror. And he, you know, has a connection to the magic world. I mean, for him to drop that name, I would imagine there's truth to the story. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, it's a legendary name, but also, like, random enough for a lay person to just say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. That's a great story. In the in the magic, you know, it's not in the popular vernacular of who people think of when they think like who's a magician. So yeah, I think there's a little it, bit more. Yeah, like it is, but it's 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 in yeah. there, but it's yeah. like it's really random for that to be your first point of reference. It's yeah. not the first name you're gonna hear. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. So that's what wow. I think about when I think of mirrors. By the way, I moved out of that place and couldn't figure out how to bring the mirror with me, so it just stayed. It just became part of the part of the apartment <laughs> did you put it up on the wall oh, like it yeah. was fastened to the wall it may have it? fell uh when i moved out of there i know that you know so i think someone took over the room and I, it may have fell and shattered and i think people were okay but uh <laughs> that just goes to we, show how about... good i was at installing <laughs> the mirror <laughs> uh, I, I can relate to this because we we've we've talked about on previous episodes about my messy office yes. at the time being, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe a, a couple years ago I decided I was going to really turn that into sort of a, a studio space where I would take the the biggest wall in the room and just cover it in mirrors, kind of like what you would see in a dance studio, yeah. floor to ceiling, yeah. and I was able to do that with four huge mirrors side by side so that they're it's just one consistent mirrored space. And now here I am a couple years later, regretting that I can't put anything on the wall. 
And if I do use the mirror, I usually just like, I might even just sit on the floor in front of it or set up a small table in front of it. Very seldom am I like, you know, practicing some stage thing that requires larger props in that space because I'm going to do that in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. So and, and now it it's just, just become this ridiculous space. Now it's just reflecting the messiness of your office so you can see it. <laughs> all over 100 percent. it literally doubles the mess it's like so uncomfortable and like when i'm sitting when i'm sitting doing the podcast with you and i i'm sitting at my i look across and i can see the mess in the mirror i can see myself in the mirror it's just it's so unnecessary <laughs> well that that ties yeah. in nicely to uh because i remembered my goal this week was to remember to bring up the goals so <laughs> boom mission accomplished just nailed it uh but your yes. goal was to clean the office how'd that go man there there has been zero organization <laughs> that has taken place in the office <laughs> now now i don't think it's a complete failure okay i don't think it's a complete failure uh my brother is kind of popping in and out of the house while i'm gone Mm-hmm. Uh, taking care of some things, helping out, and there are some shelves, okay, that are are not efficient and and they need to be moved, and, and like taken down. And this is part of organization, right? Shelving yeah, this sure. ties in loosely. He's going to uh, and they're mirror shelves. It's a whole weird thing, but my point Wait, is, there's, the, there's the a chance. shelves are mirrored too. How many mirrors yeah, do you I have? Didn't put, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I didn't put those up. Those are already there. But uh, Matt, you're it's like just, mirror, mirror on the wall, on that wall, also that wall, and mirror, mirror <laughs> on that wall, mirror, mirror on the shelves, mirror, mirror on my trifold, close up bat, mirror, mirror. Yeah. Two of four walls are covered in mirrors. So uh, Ryan is going to potentially take down one of those walls of mirrors. So there is some action being taken okay. while I'm gone. Okay, I'm going to just also clarify that uh, that is not cleaning the office if you remove the mirrors that are reflecting it. You did not diminish the mess part. <laughs> you just diminished the perceived mess. <laughs> I, I, I think it's less about cleaning and more about organization. Okay. That's what I think it is. Okay. It's not like, this is not sweeping. This is not <laughs> a matter of like, it's not dirty. Yeah. It's just not organized it's it's messy as opposed to dirty got it got it right right? there's a distinction there Mm -hmm. or am i just making excuses who knows (laughs) well is that going to be your goal for next week is this an ongoing goal or you want to tackle uh you know maybe throw in episode six uh (laughs) return of the jedi uh what what's the goal here wow wow i mean I don't know if these goals are supposed to be on a personal level or if they're <laughs> supposed to be a professional level. I really don't know. Cause I mean, I have, I have like a hundred mini goals that I need to hit, mm-hmm. uh, between I'll, I'll give you, well, no, cause that's out, outside of my control. It's not even a fair goal. I was going to say to announce by a certain time, yeah. something about show opening, but that's, you know, not fully in my control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just stick with the office. <laughs> Which is which is not fair because by this time next week I might not even be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I might was still be say, here. The point of this segment is just to have something to work on between podcasts. I mean, you brought up this segment. <laughs> <So>. I know. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, for me, I'm going to finish reading the, uh, the constitution book and, uh, there's a, uh, Amazon prime, um, show. I believe it's a recorded version of a play called what the constitution means to me that I've heard is really great, uh, from friends. So I'm going to try and watch that. And, uh, you know, I'll probably continue to, you know, my ongoing goal is always finding material that works in the, the virtual space, uh, to just try and keep doing that show um hopefully book a few more uh you know as we're entering holiday season uh as well uh i don't know if people are just tired of uh being in front of their computer but it's still a fun time to break up uh you know office uh activities with some entertainment so uh you know if you're interested hit me up if you need some uh some someone to perform uh, and bring your office community together during the holidays. I'm happy to uh, to do my show for you. Is that a goal or a plug? Use... <laughs> I think that's uh, a plug. <laughs> I think it's definitely a plug. Um, but you never know who's listening. Yeah. So that's a, a great a, that's a great plug. And, and but the truth is, I mean, it, it's it gives them an opportunity to bring their organization. Uh, a little bit of a smile and a little bit of. Uh, I feel like people need need that right now they need a little entertainment they need a smile they need a, a if not a hug so yeah i think it's a good plug and being uh, brought up celebrating both uh christmas and hanukkah you can have me for your christmas party or your hanukkah party it doesn't matter <laughs> i can adapt <laughs> you can <laughs> you, yeah. you can yeah 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 so uh so yeah that those are my goals i guess uh you know just again you know we're still in the pandemic things are getting uh, crazier uh, with numbers and everything like that. I know people are getting a little bit more precautious uh, back in New York, kind of locking down themselves, even though there's nothing, you know, official. I know things are much worse in different parts of the country as well. So, you know, just remind everyone, you know, we're still in this and to, you know, be safe and make good decisions and, you know, social distance, wear a mask, all that stuff. Just to clarify, what is the goal I'm holding you to? You doing virtual shows? That's it? <laughs> no, no, no. To read uh, the Constitution book. Oh, okay. And, and to watch fin- the okay. Constitution. To finish the book you're already reading. Yes. And to watch okay. the Constitution. So we're both kind of. Yeah. We're both kind of slack. We're giving goals that we're like halfway through already. Kind of. A little kind bit. Of. Yeah. We're, okay. gi- we're giving okay. goals that we can accomplish. So I think it's good to have mm-hmm. short-term goals and you know, kind of underlying longer-term goals. I'm getting dangerously close to thinking fast and slow. It's the book I brought, one of the books I brought with me, but I told you I want to finish that other book first. Oh, getting done, getting dangerously close, finishing it. Not like you're getting dangerously close, like proximity. No, (laughs) no, no. I'm dangerously, you're close. (laughs) You're close. (laughs) I'm dangerously close to starting it, but I can't start it until I finish the one that I'm purposely reading before it. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, and I, I don't I, you you pronounce the author's name probably correct, but it was different than how I read it. Well, you probably heard it because you listened to the book. What Dan- do you say, Kahneman? Kahneman? Dan- how do you say it? Daniel Kahneman. Kahneman, you say? Yes, I believe. Is that, that is, correct? I believe that is correct. But if not, yeah. feel free to write into the corrections department here <laughs> at mindovermagicpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> While we're at it, you can send us a, a riddle, a trivia question uh, for us uh, to read on air and try it on the other person uh, to see if they can get it right. Uh, you can also uh, find us on social media. Give us a like. Give, uh, that That's always nice to hear from you on 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, at MindMagicPod on all of those platforms. And uh, it's, and you never know who you're going to get. You it, never you know, know. could be Eric who responds. could be me who responds. could be neither, both. You just you never know what, what can of worms you're going to open when you get involved on the social platforms, it, which is, which is kind of fun. Yeah, it could be Pongo the dog. <laughs> Why do you hear him still? <laughs> a little bit. Is he chiming in? He's fine. A little bit. He's fine. Uh, He's all right. Yeah, and it also helps if you write us a review. Uh, we appreciate the reviews we got uh, got already, but uh, if uh, whatever platform you're listening to us, it helps with the algorithm to get us up there and find new viewers or listeners. We're, what are we doing? We're doing a podcast. You have listeners for a podcast. Nailed it. <laughs> already corrected. Hey, we we mid show. <laughs> we we. Mid-show. We love you for End listening. Show. This is our first time trying to do this remotely, so hopefully all the technology works out okay, uh, and and everything sounds good by the time uh, by the time this transmits through the airwaves. So, yeah, that sounded very old timey. I don't think it transmits. I think you download. There's a lot. Of, I don't know. Anyway, I think <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. I think send that's it to the corrections. <laughs> we boy, there <laughs> this was just full of corrections. <laughs> But uh, what number is this? This is number 18. We can uh, uh, vote. How appropriate. <laughs> We're legal. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. This is a great hang. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And goodbye. <laughs>